Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We lift up a high school classmate of mine, Rhonda Rains, who lost her battle with cancer. We lift up her family. We pray for the victims of gun violence over this past weekend. We pray the blood of Jesus over pancreatic cancer. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of our high priest, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, he fulfilled his promise to send the Holy Spirit in Acts 1, verses 4 through 8. It reads, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6 says, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, to Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Folks, Jesus promised the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to take his place to lead the disciples and us to a deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and to give them and us divine strength needed to undergo trials and persecutions on behalf of the kingdom of God. My brothers and sisters, when you are studying your Bible, the Holy Spirit will show you what the author meant when the words were written thousands of years ago. Don't you dare try to interpret the word of God without first asking the Holy Spirit to give you clarity. My friends, Jesus had given 70 disciples the power to cure the sick in Luke 10 and 9. He had given the 12 apostles the power to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, and to cast out devils in Matthew 10 and 8. But this was done while Jesus was still on earth. Now Jesus was about to depart, and he was going to make sure all of his followers were empowered by the Holy Spirit. In John 20, 22, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. My comrades for Christ, Jesus was giving them a sample of the Holy Spirit as Thomas was not with the rest of the disciples when Jesus breathed on them. This word breathe in the Greek is only used one time in the New Testament, but it is the same word used in the Old Testament in Genesis 2 and 7 when God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Folks, Acts 1 verses 4 and 5 is another example of the Trinity, with Jesus speaking about the Father and discussing the Holy Spirit. When Jesus says that we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, he is teaching that the Holy Spirit will fully immerse you. This time, Thomas was present with the other disciples, and they asked Jesus a final question before his ascension in Acts 1 and 6. They asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? My friends, the kingdom years of David and Solomon were some of the best at the height of their power. The exile years 
or some of the worst, and now the Romans were in charge. With Christ being resurrected in front of them, and the promise of the Holy Spirit coming soon, the disciples thought now Israel would conquer all of its enemies and rule again. Notice that Jesus does not rebuke his disciples for asking the question that seems oddly inappropriate for the circumstances at hand. The restoration of the kingdom of Israel was something all Jews during this time anticipated. The Jews believed that the Messiah, the son of David, would accomplish this restoration. Jesus did not fulfill the religious leader's wishes before the crucifixion, and he did not fulfill the disciples' wishes after the crucifixion. Old Testament prophecies found in Jeremiah 23, 1-8, Ezekiel 36, 16-30, in Ezekiel 37 verses 21 through 28, foretell the restoration of the kingdom of Israel. The disciples thought it was time, but it was not. As Jesus tells them in Acts 1 verse 7, that it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put under his own authority. My Christian friends, this warning about the timing of future events continue to carry forward today. How many ministers have done irreparable damage to the kingdom by predicting end times only to fall on their faces? If God the Father didn't tell God the Son, and if God the Father didn't tell his angels, and if God the Father didn't tell the apostles, what makes you think he would tell you when Jesus will return and set up his kingdom? Those who follow these liars have not read the word of God. My comrades for Christ, the restoration of the kingdom of Israel was not the mission. The mission is in Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and to the end of the earth. Friends, the disciples started witnessing in Jerusalem, but that was not the whole mission. They expanded to the region of Judea and Samaria, but that was not the whole mission. They expanded using the trade routes and the roads of the Roman Empire, but that was not the whole mission. That small group of Christians has now expanded worldwide to 2.3 billion Christians, but that was not the whole mission. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the mission starts, continues, and ends with the power from the Holy Spirit. If he is not part of the equation, then you have division instead of unity. I say division since there are 200 Christian denominations in the United States. So, we have one Bible and one Holy Spirit, but 200 denominations? Am I to believe that the Holy Spirit has given us 200 interpretations of the Word of God, and it is up to us to determine which one is correct? Trust me when I tell you that all 200 denominations believe that they are correct. But wait, there's more. The number of worldwide Christian denominations is estimated to be over 45,000. Certainly all 45,000 cannot all be correct. When a few people disagree over the meaning of the text, they just get mad and start their own denomination. Problem solved. So now what? Jesus had given his disciples their final instructions and had ascended into the clouds in Acts 1 verses 9 through 11. Luke 24, 50 through 53 also writes about his ascension, and Mark 16, 19 says, He was received up into heaven and set down at the right hand of God. Folks, the work of Jesus on earth is finished. 
but he continues to work on behalf of the saints by standing up for us in heaven. So now what? Obviously, someone has been witnessing in order to get to 2.3 billion Christians, despite the 45,000 denominations. It is our job as Christians to witness to the unsaved. Since you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you now possess the power on the inside to share your testimony of what God is doing in your life. Let the Lord use you, and you will be able to tell your story. If you need to write out your story, do so. Then record yourself telling the story. Before you witness to anyone, pray. Ask for God to attract to you the person who needs to hear your story. Before you begin, ask permission to share your story. After you share your story, leave the results to God. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 verses 14 through 41, 3,000 souls were saved. My friends, during the annual feast, the population of Jerusalem swelled, and these 3,000 souls that were saved were most likely pilgrims who had traveled from all parts of the known world. When they returned home, they took the gospel with them. So, I encourage you, like I do each week, to share great ministries with someone, but more importantly, share your testimony. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you do so right now? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to trade places with me on the cross. Those were my sins that should have been punished, and yet Jesus took those sins upon himself because he loves us so much. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Father, give us the power to be witnesses for Jesus and lead as many to Christ as possible. We pray for these blessings in the name of Christ the King. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.